clerk please call roll. Marcos? Present. Thunder? Present. Berlin? Here. Roland? Here. Lush? Here. Mansfield? Here. Church? Here. Scalpel? Here. Here. Thank you. Would you please uh, rise and join me in the Pledge of Allegiance? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, this evening um, on our agenda, we are planning to go through the remaining articles of the Charter, which is Articles 7 through 12. Um, and we will begin this evening um, with Article 7, which um, touches on the procedures for nominations and elections um, here in the city. Um, it was last amended and updated um, in May of 2011 to uh, coincide with um, some of the changes in the state of Ohio's uh, election laws regarding basically timing and dates um, from uh, when petitions have to be filed and whatnot prior to the election. So those days uh, were changed and the, and the charter was revised back then to um, indicate such. So um, with Article 7, nominations and elections, does anybody um, have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, or if there was anything from council at all on any of these, you can speak up. Anything? Mm -hmm. Nothing on that? Okay. Um, and again, basically, you know, what it, it's going through, it just lists, you know, you've got to have 2% um, of um, the prior election as far as number of signatures on a petition to run for office. Um, it also shows that there's no primary elections and that it is nonpartisan. Um, and then again, there's the, the day requirements of when things have to be um, completed and, and turned in um, to the Board of Elections to uh, get your petition uh, validated and, and get you on, uh, on the ballot to be um, considered for election in uh, whenever the regular elections are held in November. So um, hearing no other questions on that, we'll uh, move on to Article 8. Uh, Article 8 um, is titled Initiative, Referendum, and Recall. And um, basically in Section 1, the initiative um, portion of it is um, laying out the the rights of the electors of the city um, they have the power to propose by initiative petition any ordinances or other measures um, that can be um, added to to the city um, and uh, again that's section one on the initiative uh, process does anybody have questions or comments on any of that I, I did as far as the requirements to actually make this happen mm -hmm. um, it doesn't say anything about numbers like numbers of electors that have to get the petition going i noticed that other cities do have those specifics in their documents and maybe uh law director maddie when you get settled in there if you could if you have <laughs> pushing you right into uh into work here um did you hear the question that eric had as far as um the 
Article 8 under Section 1, the initiative uh, petition process, as far as um, he noted that some places have, um, you know, number of signatures required, or does, or does that just go back to, um, you know, the, does that reference back to Article 7, the 2% thing, or is that just strictly for people running for office, if you know the answer to that? Well, the, the initiative percentage is in the state law. And I believe our section refers to the uh, exercise of such a petition or such an initiative right under the provisions of the laws of the state of Ohio. So you don't need it in the charter. Okay. I just saw it in other cities' charters. And I know, yes, for example. Some cities do vary that. But we do not. We follow state Okay. Law. Great. Thank because, you. Um, Broadview Heights had two different percentages for both the initiative and referendum. And then another city had like the. Um, total voter population in another city had the voters in the most recent election. And those are, those are examples of cities uh, that vary the state law. We stick with the state law. Do you know what the state law is? I believe it's 10% of, of recent the, voters or yes. total? And I can look that up while you speak. Okay. I believe that's the case. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. And just out of curiosity, what does that process look like if they... Yeah, so, or, or Dave, if you want to comment on it, because it's been done a couple of times here, in the certainly in the last 10, 15 years. The ward, ward thing was an ward example? Was one. Mm -hmm. The ward, the ward uh, request was an example. Um, the uh, Democracy Day request is another example. Uh, petitions are filed with the city and then circulated by um, individuals uh, who certify that the number of signatures they got are a valid voters and they are filed with the Board of Elections and if they reach a certain number, it goes on the ballot. And we've had two here in my tenure. One would be Democracy Day um, and the second one would be the recent one for the request for awards for the council members. Yeah, so it's not just as far as the charter stuff. This is, you know, for right. ordinances or um, in Democracy Day and, and things like that. Yep. Very good. Thank you. Mm -hmm. um, section two within Article eight um, is titled referendum, um, and again, that's um, you know again where the electors have the right and the power to approve or reject um, ordinances that um, the council has has put in place. Um, again, I'm assuming Dave under the same kind of process as they would under an initiative. Uh, act as well but it's looking to recall or uh, repeal you know an ordinance that's uh, that's in place is that correct yes and a, a referendum has to be done within 30 days of the passage of an ordinance mm -hmm. and if an ordinance if a piece of legislation or a resolution which is the other type of uh, council action if a uh, um, petition is filed it's within 30 days and then that issue that is in the ordinance would go to a vote of the people. Uh, the one exception is if the ordinance has an emergency clause in it and has an emergency nature, which means it needs to take effect immediately and it's passed, the, the referendum cannot prevent that from going forward. So now you're saying that a referendum cannot be held on an ordinance that's been in, in effect for a period of time? No, it can't. It, uh, Referendum cannot be used against an ordinance that is enacted on an emergency basis. But any other ordinance can. What was the reference to the 30 days then that you said? 
Uh, 30 days is the time frame where the, ref where the petitions to um, defeat that ordinance and go to the ballot have to be filed within 30 days of the passage of that ordinance. So somebody has to take up that action quickly, get the requisite number of signatures, filing them with the city and the Board of Elections, and then that issue goes to Right, so I can't go look at the ordinances right now and decide I don't like that one and try to get a reformation. Well, you can if oh. it was passed Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you were yeah. trying right. to get. That's right. exactly right. what yeah. I was saying. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Old ordinances, yeah. old ordinances are. For 15 years. No, if, it, if there's an issue on an old ordinance and it's you a subject matter that someone um, objects to or disagrees with, they would have to file an initiative petition to try to overturn the concept, not the ordinance, but the concept. And I don't know that we've had one of those. And again, that also, this is also following state law as well. Um, correct. Correct. Yep. Okay. Anybody else have any questions or comments or issues on the referendum section? Okay. Uh, moving on then is uh, in, within section three of uh, this article, article eight. Uh, this is, this spells out the recall um, provisions and process if uh, the electors, um, you know, want to remove someone from office by a recall election, um, and it walks you through the um, process there. Um, does anyone have questions or comments on any of that? I don't know if that's ever been done either, Dave. Um, certainly not in probably the last 40 years, that's for sure. I don't know historically if there's... Yeah, yeah. Um, are there any questions or comments on the recall section? Kind of spells it out pretty, pretty specifically. Okay. Section four uh, within Article Eight is in regards to um, petitions. Um, does anybody have comments or questions on this one? Hearing nothing on that one. We'll move on then to Article 9, which is franchises. Um, Dave, could you maybe give a little context or color on the, the franchises section just to help everyone out? Because this one may raise a couple questions as far as what it is and why it's in there and how it's worked you know, in the, in the past. Well, in the past, although it is somewhat nullified now by state law, um, we would have um, non-exclusive franchise agreements with cable companies. And so we would have, in fact, we have a cable commission, um, but um, at one point in time that was very, um, it was very necessary to have legislation which usually had agreements tied to it which gave the city a percentage of the revenues from the cable companies. Uh, the world of technology has actually changed that, and so has state law. So state law now takes care of that avenue of um, that type of franchise. Um, the other issue that would be in here would be concerning um, some of the public utilities that are on or across our properties, and those would be the ones that you normally would be familiar with, electric, gas, et cetera. 
So this is actually a section that is in place, does work, and in my terms has never had an issue as it relates to those types of degrees. Thank you. Are there any questions or comments on that? Well, it's just a question I don't quite understand. Like I think of a franchise of McDonald's or a company mm -hmm. or whatever, and having said on the Telecommunications Commission, you know, I understand that we had contracts with the communications providers, the cable companies, et cetera. I just don't understand the word franchise, right? Uh, the, 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 the reason the word franchise is used is it only refers to not like the type of franchises, business franchises you're thinking about. These would be franchises that have or desire to have um, an operation or use of uh, uh, our public streets or public right-of-ways or public real estate to conduct their business. So it's a limited type of franchise. And without this article in there, Dave, would that um, cause problems with public utilities and access to people's property or adjoining property or something like that? No, because we could do the same under legislation. But it's in the charter for the reason that it's a necessity. You can't have, oil, you can't have electricity or gas without having these type of uh, utilities okay. available to the proposed development or existing development. Okay. That <laughs> Anybody else have any questions on that or comments on that? The 25-year the period, is there any significance to that? Does that stack up against with other cities? Is that relevant given the changes in technology and so forth? I do not know how that stacks up to other charters. Okay, I'm just kind of curious as to where that number may come from, but I have no strong feelings that it should be less or more. I'm just kind of curious as that's uh, the useful life of some, you know, some type of infrastructure, that type of thing. Okay. Any other questions, comments on Article 9 franchises? Okay. Hearing none, we'll move on. Um, Article 10, which is amendments to the charter. Um, again, this spells out how uh, the process, uh, um, whether it be by council, whether it be um, by the registered electors, 10%, um, go about proposing amendments to the charter. Um, the ward system, which was the most recent one, um, was um, brought forth by uh, the electors. Um, I think that was in 2020, if memory serves. Um, so again, it, it does um, follow state law um, and goes through the, the process and, and lays that out within, uh, within this section. Um, are there comments or questions on this one? If you'll see the council by affirmative vote of five or more members, so it's not just a, a simple majority for council to um, promote a, a charter amendment. Um, they do have to have five. Um, so um, just wanted to note that. Um, and then the for the residents uh, or the electors to do that, it's uh, a 10% of the registered electors um, have to have uh, the petition signed uh, to, to qualify. Um, questions or comments on Article 10 amendments to the charter? 
I have just a general question. Um, do these signatures get verified? What? By Greg. Yep. By the board? Of oh, elections. What do you need the board of elections says this check. Signatures are any document that's filed with it. In the case of these, what they do is they use their voter rolls. And you'll see it used to be uh, for issues with the board, including the candidates' petitions. The candidates would um, <coughs> preferably, if 100 signatures were required for that particular candidate's position, candidates would normally go out and get 200 signatures or double right. or more, so that if their signatures were invalid, people being polite, signing a signature, but not being a voter, you would have enough and you're, you, would, you would qualify for that election. What the Board of Elections does now and has done for quite some time is you can take your petitions in advance yeah. and ask them to check the signatures to make sure that you have the requisite number. And then if they tell you you do, then you file them with the board after you receive that confirmation. Yeah, it's a pre-check. Um, pre it's, pre it's called a pre-check, yes. and that's, that's actually uh, a very valuable tool for a candidate or for um, a particular <coughs> petition or item. And, and, and if I may just digress a bit, Eric, to answer your question, uh, <coughs> Section 731.28 of the Revised Code says, an initiative petition must contain the signatures of not less than 10% of the numbers, I was right on the percentage, of the number of electors who voted for governor at the most recent general election for the office of governor in the um, municipal corporation. That's how it reads. So that's actually very specific. It's very specific. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Dave. Anybody have um, any questions, uh, further questions on um, Article 10, the amendments to the charter provisions? Moving right along then, um, article, the next item is Article 11. Um, this is going through the, the setup of the Charter Review Commission. Um, and as you'll see, um, the last amendment was, was made in um, 2013. Um, and as, as we discussed, or as the mayor presented um, on our first meeting, kind of laid out the reasons why certain things had to be changed and updated. Um, it was basically a timing issue. Um, so that's why now the charter it basically started with our group uh, September 1st, 2022, um, and giving um, you know all the, the timelines going forward of where we have to um, get everything submitted now in time for the uh, for the board of elections to to have our stuff get to the ballot. Um, this also goes through and has how the how the nine members are. Um, picked and then adding the uh, the tenth alternate member as well. Um, so, do does anybody have any questions or comments on Article Eleven, the Charter Review Commission setup? Sure. I've noticed that frequently we talk about the time frame of ten years. Mm -hmm. Like when we talk about other subjects, it's discussed. Oh well, we have to wait ten years to do that. We have to wait ten years to do this. Um, a lot of other cities have shorter time frames, shorter time intervals between charter reviews. Is that something 
Well, I, I think that the one thing we also have to remember is that if there is something that, you know, that is certainly pressing or pertinent, the council always has the opportunity to bring a, a you know, an item or change an item on the charter, add it, delete it, whatever. Um, and certainly, you know, the public has that option at all the time. It's just that, you know, making the Charter Review Commission, having it every 10 years, making it an official thing so that it is going to be reviewed at some point um, is was the basis of, of putting that in place. So, you know, I, I don't know that, you know, it, it's, it, go ahead, Laura, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, um, you know, in my 11 years, going on 12 years now on council, there's not been anything so pressing that we needed to, you know, put it to the voters. And, but certainly if that, you know, arises, we have the ability to do it. So, you know, I know other communities are shorter. It's a, and certainly if that's something that you guys recommend, but it hasn't impeded council from taking action or doing anything that they needed to do. Well, I know that we had talked about the speed of life going much faster now than it was back in the 60s or when the original mm -hmm. charter was written. Mm -hmm. Change is happening faster. You know, Mike had mentioned, you know, the Internet might not exist 10 years from now. Um, is that something we want to look at? Sure. I mean, if it's, if it's something that the commission feels needs to be looked at, we'll add it to the list for sure. Thoughts? I mean, I, for example, I, we talked about, I, I wasn't here last week and I know there was a lot of conversation. I did watch the stream streaming afterwards and, and kind of got caught up on a lot of conversation, obviously about that $3,000 spending limit. And that's something that I put together a memo in advance of last week's meeting just saying, yeah, Hey, we got to think about this not only today, but 10 years down the road. And then as I'm watching the conversations and reading through some of the old minutes, I'm like, yeah, it's really not something we need to think about with 10 years of implications. Cause to, to Greg's point, you know, council can make a change on something like that. If it's, if we do see, you know, record inflation, you know, 20% inflation three years in a row and all of a sudden that limit's just not practical city council. So I, I kind of, 10 years, I mean, it seems to have worked well over the course here, and it's just kind of, uh, I, I think it's appropriate. I, I, I don't feel strongly that we need to shorten that. Um, I do like the changes that were done 10 years ago, as I look back on some of the minutes and knowing that we've talked about <laughs> items here in the months of October and November that weren't being discussed till springtime in prior, prior reviews, I, I do like that. So I think 10 years, personally, is okay. Um, just my opinion. I mean, I don't feel strongly one way or the other. It might be interesting to know what the what you're just saying. Some are different, but what what are what are other communities doing? Why are they longer, shorter, much shorter? So they're, they're shorter. shorter. Um, as little as four years. As little as four years. As little as four years. Uh, a lot of them for five years, such as Middleburg, uh, Avon, Strongsville, Solon, Chagrin Falls, North Olmsted. Uh, six years. You have Willowick, Willoughby. Rocky River, Broadview Heights. Um, in eight years, you have Orange Village seems to be the only one at eight years. And I mean, my thoughts uh, just is, I would, it'd be interesting to know what was in their charters versus what ours are. Are they operational charters? We are more of an ordinance based city is what I feel like is we have ordinance to cover 
a wide breath and then this just sits under sits the ordinance sit above this so there's not as much in the charter as, in as what I before I started this process I thought that the charter was like a big administrative foundation for the entire city and it's not as big it's more it, it provides a ground framework a framework and then the ordinances really sit on top of it and I, I think that David had mentioned before when we talked about the potential of virtual meetings the charter is one of those things that really could help us uh, whenever our municipality and the state would be have a conflict right because I get the feeling that our charter would sit above some state law whatever that means so you know I don't feel strongly either way on this one um, I kind of agree with Dan it's it feels like it's kind of working and you know I don't know if I'd want to put this in front of the voters every five years uh, because it, 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 you're asking a lot of them like why are you changing the charter it's like con changing the Constitution of the United States we're gonna change it every five years just because mm -hmm. just for the sake of doing just something. just for, just for the sake of doing something I mean it's a it's a big effort in time of people mm -hmm. yeah so that's my thoughts yeah. I mean if, if it was reduced I wouldn't want to go anything less than six just because to Mike's point, you keep putting things out in front of the voters that they don't really maybe have a full background or understanding on. It just creates unneeded debate, division, that type of thing. Um, but I'm again, I'm fine with ten. But curious to hear others. Yeah, and we could see like in some ways you could see how important the the residents of Brexville are passionate about this charter by the quantity of people that have showed up to these meetings. <laughs> Right, like you could see that this is a hotbed topic of activity that everybody wants to weigh in on. Um, it was nice to actually have someone show up last week. Um, so uh, that's that's my other take: is if it was super critical, people would be showing up. It's critical to this framework of the the city, of course, but it's not in their day to day thoughts. Yeah, I think ten years is good. It gives you you know a period of time to poke holes in it if need be. Uh, and again, if, if anything needs to come up in the meantime, it can be brought up via council and, you know, if it's pressing need. But just to kind of review the overall framework, I think 10 years is good. Mm -hmm. so. I mean, I tend to agree with that, too. I mean, I, I think it's good to have a charter review commission in place and you know that every 10 years are things that will be reviewed. Um, and again, council and or the people can propose something at, at any time. Um, and you know, again, the as you've kind of looked through the minutes, and as you've gone, if we've gone through these meetings, I mean, the stuff that we're going to be talking about, I mean, a lot of it is kind of fine-tuning some things. I mean, it's there's not a lot of you know change to structure, if you will, that is you know is is a big issue. I mean, we're talking you know dollar limits, and you know maybe Thanks. probably and dates or like you know time frames time frames things like that um you know the overall structure is has been serving us fine obviously um and you know again i just it it, it is this is a uh, a long process and it takes a lot of people's time and efforts and i think that you know trying to do that more and more and more it's i think you're asking a lot of people here in the administration residents council folks i mean it's it's a lot of work um and again if there was something pressing council need you know they they obviously can step up and 
and propose something uh, outside of uh, this commission process. But that that's just my take on it. I, I'm I'm fine with ten. So I real quickly was just trying to page through and see what was proposed outside of the Charter Review Commission. It seems like it's very few and far between that anything comes up outside of this 10 years. I mean, that Ward one was just the most recent, and then right. prior to that I found one other one. So I don't think that these 10 years are showing necessity mm. to have anything in, like closer together than that, because if you look through, the record kind of speaks yeah. for itself. Yeah, and I don't know if Council's ever had anything that they've proposed. Do you know either Laura or Dave? Not in my time. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, I just I don't recall. Yeah, no, there was none then. Yeah, so. Now, uh, Mr. Chairman, um, Stephanie raises a point, and, and, and I'm afraid maybe I wasn't clear because I, I was sitting here listening to Michael, and and um, I, I think I think I better clarify something. If you take a look at Article Two, which is municipal powers in the charter. Article 2 sets forth the following. If there's an item in the charter, it controls. If there's an item that's not in the charter, the council by ordinance can address it. And if it's not in the charter and council doesn't address it, then we look to state law. There are certain items that are in state law that are what's called covering a subject of statewide concern. Those kind of items we can't control either by a charter or by ordinance. And there's case law to define what those are. But basically the charter is for local self-government purposes. The other community charters in our area have the same kind of articles that we have. The difference is some will give in the charter, in those sections, a great deal of authority to a mayor. Some will be middle of the road. And as an example, the mayor can't make an appointment without confirmation of council. Some of the charters don't have that. The mayor makes the appointment, that's it. And then some of the charters, as our charter, so if the mayor has a great deal of power by the charter, that's what's referred to in my municipal business as a strong mayor form of government. If it's a middle of the road, okay, it's so-so. The other kind of charter is what we have, and that is a weak mayor form of government. I can't be appointed by him. I'm appointed by council. The engineer of our community can't be appointed by him. He's appointed by council. Our finance director can't be appointed by him. She's appointed by council. So when you look to other charters, Michael, you'll see those same provisions for a law director and a finance director and possibly an engineer and a safe, maybe a service director and other directors and the only difference is going to be who makes the appointment, is there a confirmation requirement, or does the council make it? But those kind of provisions that we have are pretty much general throughout all the, all the charters in our area. It's just a matter of which way does it turn, and it all depends on when it was adopted 
what the community wanted and has that continued or has that changed? And some communities will change that kind of process as they go through the process you're going through and some don't. But the charters themselves, I don't want to say a boilerplate, but they're pretty much the same and they cover the same kind of things. They cover what council can do, they cover meetings, legislations, and then they cover the various departments and the administrative bodies that we have, planning commission, BZA. Some communities have in their charter a planning commission, which is also the BZA. They only have one body to cover two um, situations. We have a planning commission and a separate BZA. Other communities have the same. So it all depends on how you put this all together, but it's the same kind of provisions, just so that we don't have a misunderstanding. And the reason why all the communities have a great deal of ordinances, Kristen, hold up the book. Don't hurt yourself. You know, here's the charter, there's our ordinances. So if it's not in this charter, it's in that book, which I have memorized. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that, that's the amount or the volume that Michael's talking about. That exists in all communities. It's just a matter of what they put in there. That's all. I just want to make sure you understand. No, that's great. That makes sense. Anyone else have any comments on that Charter Review Commission, um, Article 11? I did note that down. Um, I'll add that to our list. Um, you know, we can retouch on, on that when we um, start reviewing everything uh, back in uh, when we get to January's meetings. Um, I will add that to the Article 11 section. Um, anything else on Article 11? Okay. Um, the last item or the last article is Article 12, which is the miscellaneous provisions. Um, kind of a, you know, general uh, overriding things of, you know, the effective date of the charter, Section 1, um, saving clause, effect of the charter upon existing laws and rights, interpretation of the charter, and then gender, gender neutral designations. Um, Dave, I had a question on the, the gender neutral designations. We talked earlier uh, in this commission about, and I think you provided um, some sample languages if we were gonna consider a thing that would kind of you know, fix all of the existing gender neutral uh, things uh, that are in the charter and punctuation and so on and so forth. Um, if we were to consider something along those lines, would, would there have to be um, changes to section five as it is, or could it be deleted or how would we perhaps go about doing that? Do you recall the, the topic that we were talking about? Yes. Okay. Um, well, if you were going to consider changes, this, this change um, affected changes that would be prospective in time. So what I might suggest is you look at that prior memo um, that you have, and we would add a sentence or two to this, which would also say that we would also have authority to change any um, gender neutral um, uh, matter discussed prior to when this was adopted in 93, 
and clean up any change that's necessary. And I think if I remember from memory, some of those suggestions by some of the other communities were such that they gave the authority to either the clerk of council, uh, perhaps the law director, Correct. With, with legislation passed by city council approving those types of changes. And then we have a codifier that actually takes what we do on an annual basis and produces what are called supplements, which are pages that change some of the pages that we have in that ordinance book and in our charter, and they would be picked up in that manner. So this would be the section that you would amend if you want to, and I'll use just the word, do some house cleaning on right. what currently is in the charter. Right. So yeah, so this section, the one that was passed in 93, this section five, the gender neutral, that was for anything that would be um, passed from 93 through today um, would be gender neutral language. And what the law director is saying is if we do consider, um, you know, perhaps enhancing this section by then it would, we could retroactively fix things that are in here that were done prior to 93 to clean those up make them all gender neutral, um, punctuation, numbering, uh, you know, correct the references on some of the things that might have some uh, typos and things like that. So um, again, those are things that we'll talk about, you know, as, as we start reviewing those things. But um, I just wanted to, you know, I was asking the law director to see if that's where this, uh, this section would be the one where, where those things would, you know, probably be applicable. And just to note, Broadview Heights did pass that almost right. identical purpose. Yep, yep. Um, does anybody have questions on this Article 12, the miscellaneous provisions, any of the sections 1 through 5? Any comments or anything? Council, they, nothing with council on any of these sections this evening, Laura? No? No. Okay. All right. Okay, um, I'll move on then on our agenda to the, uh, the chairman's comments, which will be very brief. Um, obviously now we've uh, completed our initial review of all of the articles of our charter, uh, one through 12. Um, and I thank you for you know, uh, dealing with all of those items and, and, and your questions and comments, um, and obviously the interviews with our admin and, and other folks here at City Hall, I think it added uh, good context and good color um, to how things are working and where some things maybe need to be cleaned up and um, and then hopefully we can continue that those discussions uh, as we as we move into the new year um, just wanted to um, um, reaffirm that we are going to meet our next two meetings will be Wednesday January 4th at 6 30 uh, PM and then Saturday January 28th at 10 in the morning again that's a Saturday meeting 10 a.m. Um, at which time our uh, discussions will begin um, reviewing all the the topics and items that we've um, been kind of keeping a list on of things we want to circle back on and um, and further discuss if there's things we want to potentially you know add and uh, and 
um, ask the electorate to, to make a, a vote on or, you know, winnow some of those uh, topics down um, if, if we don't feel that it's something that we want to move forward on. Um, so I have a list I'll be preparing and we'll um, put that over, we'll get that over to the clerk and she'll put that into uh, an agenda so that we all have that. Um, obviously well before our next meeting so that we'll know some of the topics to uh, refresh our memories on and um, and kind of go from there. Greg, yes. can you just confirm that the meeting from the 18th is what's moving to the 28th? Uh, the yes, okay. yes, the Wednesday, that original January 18th meeting is now the 28th. And at 10 a.m.? 10 a.m., correct, yes. And, that, and, and th both of those meetings will be here in City Hall. Um, and uh, the fourth, six thirty. Okay, yep. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, those are all the comments that I had. Um, there's no one here in the audience, so we don't have any audience comments. Um, and we did not receive any other, um, you know, documents or anything or suggestions uh, since our last uh, meeting. Um, are there any other matters deemed appropriate? I know. Um, Council Member Savage, you had a couple or a oh. couple of things, mostly from the mayor. Yeah, just um, a couple of quick things. Ye yesterday evening, we had a city council meeting. Um, obviously, the mayor had a conflict and um, is not able to be here today. But he asked that I pass along um, his gratitude and, frankly, congratulations on completing um, the initial review of the charter um, in such. Um, a speedy time frame um, that you have uh, time to go through the various um, sections that you um, want to discuss more. He was really impressed with the progress and the the discussion, so I wanted to pass that along. Okay, great, thank you, Laura. Anything else from council side? Okay, uh, Dave, do you have anything else you need wanted to add? No, Mr. Chairman. Okay, um, are there any other matters deemed appropriate um, for anyone here? On the commission just a quick one sure uh, last week I had brought up uh, other cities having uh, personnel for specifically for human resources mm -hmm. uh, you had asked if that was in their charter and I said yes uh, I discovered that when you do a keyword search within the charter it actually takes you outside the charter so consequently the um, human resources are covered not in the charters but typically in the ordinances so just for clarification. Okay, good. And I know I have that as one of our topics that, you know, we'll be discussing, you know, further as well. And I know that council, you guys, I think you said in one of your things that you guys were maybe having, you know, internal discussions as far as perhaps considering a human resources person. I don't know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> or maybe you will. <laughs> so... Uh, Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, anything else? Good. All right. Hearing none, I'll make a motion to adjourn. Second. Okay. Motion to adjourn by Scaljack, second by Golic. Uh, roll call. Bartos? Yes. Commander? Yes. Berlin? Yes. Golic? Yes. 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 She yes. She doesn't say yes. my name. Yes. Thank you, uh, and uh, happy holidays to everybody, and we'll see you on uh, January 4th. So, meeting adjourned. Strong meeting. Strong meeting. I like this one. <laughs> That's why I put this one all together. I'm going to have to put my kids to bed. Yeah, I know.